Today, the 14th day of year is Pesach Sheni. And the Pasuk says, There were people who are Tomei, and they were unable to bring the carbon Pesach on the 14th day of Nisan. And they approached Moshe and they said, Why should we be excluded? We also want to be part of this great mitzvah of bringing the carbon Pesach. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells them, I hear you, Taina, you have a very valid argument. You know what? You are Tomei, you are far away. We'll give you a second chance. You can bring your carbon on the 14th day of year. And the question is, why is carbon Pesach unique? If someone doesn't blow the shoifer in Rosh Hashanah, there's no makeup date for that. We don't tell them, oh, you didn't do the mitzvah in Rosh Hashanah. Blow the shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. We don't say, oh, you didn't shake the lulav on Sukkot. No problem. Shake the lulav on Hanukkah. Shofar and Lulav don't have second chances. So why is it that carbon Pesach is special? That if someone didn't have the opportunity to bring it on the 14th day of Nisan, he gets another opportunity to make amends 30 days later. So I'd like to share with you a beautiful thought brought down in the Sifri Chabad. Pesach Sheni is about having the proper desire and determination. Pesach Sheni is unique that it wasn't a mitzvah that was initially commanded in the Torah. It came about in response to those few individuals who were impure. And they approached Moshe and they were distraught. Lama Nigara, why should we be left out in the cold? And Moshe sensed their sincerity. He saw within their request a burning desire, a deep yearning to do a mitzvah. And that is why they got a second chance. It's about having the proper perspective. When it's raining on Sokas, some people have the attitude, great, now we can eat in our warm, comfortable home. We don't have to brave the elements and trek out to the Sokka. And some will have the attitude, Lama Nigara. It's not raining in Monsi, it's not raining in Lakewood. Why are those Eden able to fulfill the mitzvah and we are denied? They truly feel like they're losing out. Or people, they're davening shachris and they get up to Tachnan, they find out there's a chasnan in Shul, so they skip Tachnan. Some will have the attitude, wow, we dodged a bullet today. Pesach Sheni is about second chances. Never give up. The Pasik says, Ish ki Any person who feels impure, or he feels that he's distant, he feels far away from Torah mitzvahs, and he says, He has a true desire to elevate himself and come closer to Torah. Pesach Sheni tells him, it's never too late. Hashem responds to a sincere desire. He listens to a genuine yearning of a person. Thursdays like Boimer, the yard site of the holy Tanner Reb Shimon ben Yechai. The Gemara says in Sech the Shabbos, Reb Shimon and his son Reb Elazar went to hide in a cave to save themselves from death at the hands of the Romans. They didn't want to wear out their only pair of clothing, so every day they would bury themselves up to their necks in sand and learn Torah. They only put on their clothing to daven. The Gemara describes their horrible living conditions as Sar Ma'ara. It was a very painful experience. They ate the same carobs and water every single day for 13 years. And we can't even fathom their anguish of being separated from society for such a long time. Rabbi Galil, Rabbi Novichlita says, We can't imagine what their prayers sounded like in that cave. Every day, three times a day, Hashem, please get us out of here and back to our families. Save us from this painful experience. Two holy Tanam praying for 13 years without seeing an answer to their tefillahs. They cried and they begged Hashem for Rachman, but they never received the Yeshua they were hoping for. 
They could have easily thought, where are all my prayers going? Why isn't Hashem answering us? But now in hindsight, we see that during those 13 years, Reb Shimon elevated himself to the highest levels, discovering and revealing to the world all of the hidden secrets of our Torah. He authored the Zohar, the Sefer from which all of the mystical and esoteric parts of Torah emanates from. He has hundreds of thousands of people coming to his grave to daven every Lagboimer, and all the Tfilas and all the Yeshuas are to his chus. It appeared that for 13 years his prayers were not being heard, but Hashem was listening to every single one of them. And He used them all in the most profound way, in a way which He is still reaping the benefits. Everybody has their own cave experience to deal with, hardships and adversity that we beg Hashem to take us out of. And after a while we get discouraged and we give up and we stop asking. When we don't see salvation, we stop davening. But we must remember that our prayers are being heard and Hashem will use every single one of them to benefit us in one way or another. He knows what's best for us and sometimes remaining in the difficult situation is the best. It's incumbent upon us to never despair, no matter how bleak things look. Rabbi Kiva lost 24,000 students and the world became desolate of Torah. Rabbi Kiva invested all of his time and energy into those students to teach Torah to the next generation. And in a short time, they were all gone. If Rabbi Kiva would have given up hope and stopped teaching, no one could have blamed him. But Rabbi Kiva picked himself up after this terrible tragedy and he started again. He searched for five new Talmidim and he taught them Torah. And through them, the Torah continued. They were the five greatest Tanaim. And one of those students was none other than Rabbi Shimon ben Yechai. And it all came about because Rabbi Kiva had the courage to pick himself up and move on after one of the darkest times in Jewish history. And that's the message of Lag Boimer and Pesach Sheni. It's never too late and never give up. Hashem always listens and His Yeshua is right around the corner. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.